something lit the marketing bug in me because instead of focusing on how I could grow my business, I started really getting interested in how they were marketing to me on their website and how they were selling. And then I actually reached out to these guys and was like, you know what? I'm just going to call them and figure out if there's something I can do. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here and you've decided to listen in today as I interview Evans Putman. Evans is a business success coach and consultant for entrepreneurs with podcasts. Don't worry if you're not an entrepreneur and you don't have a podcast, I promise you there's lots in this episode for you as well. The second half of the episode is all about gratitude and cultivating a spiritual mindset and also how to become a better parent by using gratitude and how starting with gratitude in itself can be a real game changer. Now, for those that are entrepreneurs or that have a podcast and really want to understand how to leverage your podcast and, you know, how to do better marketing, there's great, great information that Evans shares with us. I do recommend um, connecting with Evans. You can find him on Facebook. That's the easiest way to find him. He um, periodically offers free coaching sessions and the value from just a free coaching session with Evans has made a huge impact in my podcasting and in my business just from a little bit of time with Evan. So if you are looking to connect with him, I highly, highly recommend that um, you see if he's got some availability for that. And speaking of that, I want to say thank you. So one thing I've done is I changed my mid rule to invite you to sign up for my weekly gratitude love letter that arrives in your inbox every Wednesday. And I want to say that I've really noticed that many of you have been signing up for the gratitude love letter. I hope this is bringing you value into your inbox and that you're excited when you see that in your inbox every Wednesday morning. If you haven't yet signed up, it's super easy to find. There is a link of course in the description, or you can hang around and wait for the mid roll, but just in case you don't make it that far, it's bit.ly. So it's a bit.ly link forward slash gratitude, love, letter, gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. There's no spaces or any punctuation. That's kind of how it works with the bit.ly. So that'll take you directly to register. And when you do register for the weekly gratitude, love letter, you also get the gift of a gratitude meditation that I've recorded just for you that you can download directly to your phone What that means is that when you wake up in the morning and you want to start your day with gratitude, you've already got a gratitude meditation downloaded so you don't need to take your phone off airplane mode to start your day with gratitude. Friends, I'm super excited to welcome Evans Putman to the podcast. Hello. 
Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm bringing you my good friend, Evans Putman. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. I'm well, so fact, excited. It's actually afternoon here, so good I afternoon, know. if I'm going to be honest and truthful, right? <laughs> I know. I always forget that, like, you know, time zones and stuff, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's still mid-morning over here. Um, so we are on opposite ends of the country. Well, actually, we're in different countries because Evans is based in the U.S. And Evans, is a he's a coach, a consultant, best-selling author. He helps individuals and change-making entrepreneurs with big, positive missions, monetize their message, and build profitable, scalable, dream client businesses that change lives. There's a lot in there. I'll tell you from what I know personally uh, working with Evans is I met him uh, and Michelle Abraham through their incredible Facebook group, which I will make sure we link to in the uh, show notes because they created this incredible group of uh, podcasters and those that want to be podcast guests or those that want to have a podcast. We've all come together in this group. And what I love is that Evans is so generous with the amount of things that he shares for free that it's like you want to coach with him because you're like if if he's doing all this and he's giving being this generous with us and I I'm not even working with him yet like it's incredible the results that I've seen people that have hired and worked with Evans and you know you read the words about you know uh, making, you know, big, uh, positive missions. Like that's who Evans is. And that's what he embodies as a coach and as a person. And so that's what shows up in his work. And I'm just really excited that gratitude is a big part of what you do. So as I always like to start, can you tell me a little bit about your story? Cause I don't think you started out as a podcasting coach and uh, podcast launch, uh, person. <laughs> Right. No. Yeah. And it's funny. Actually, somebody the other day sort of summed it up perfectly when they said, I'm, I'm, I'm a, they said, so you're sort of like a business success coach and consultant for entrepreneurs with podcasts. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. I've been trying to like wrap it up into a sentence. But yes. So that way back when I've actually been online in the online entrepreneurial world for about 20 years, it may be a little bit more than 20 years right now. And at the time, I was a personal trainer, which is very crazy because Michelle, who I've met many years later, she actually went through the same journey as I did, where she was a personal trainer before she became and in, got into podcasting. But I started, I had a lot of really cool clients and I wanted to help them when I started hearing them talk about, like I had one that was an artist, I had another one that um, she made these like gas lanterns from hand and then sold them. So these like artists and craftspeople that I worked with and they all, I was like, you know, how are you selling your, your stuff? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, just basically word of mouth. None of them really understood the online world. And I was sort of getting into it at the time, trying to learn how to market my business online. And I had the idea, I was like, why don't I create a, a business, a website, and I'll sell everybody I know. Plus, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, which is just loaded with artists and craftspeople, and it's in the heritage and in, you know been around forever. So I started going out and bringing people in and selling their stuff online. And this was 20 years ago when I had this big giant piece of machinery in my home 
that I ran credit cards through, right? No YouTube, no social media. I had to hire uh, some guys to build my website. And the reason I chose them was because they had this cutting edge technology that they had, you know, software that they created where after they built it, I could log in and I could make changes myself. Where back then it was pretty much you hired somebody and anytime you wanted something changed, you had to pay them more money. So that was the beginning of my whole journey. And it was, you know, a lot different than what I'm doing now. But when I look back at it, it's always been about serving people and help other people get there because these were all people that had a talent and a gift and I wanted to help them get it out there more. And um, so I was actually helping them in the gym, helping them get healthier, you know, mind and body, and then also helping them grow their business and get their gift out into the world. So now if you fast forward 20 years later, where I ended up doing this, um, it's the same same thing where I work with people who have these amazing stories, gifts, missions, messages, and I want to help them get get that out to other people because I know the type of um, positive ripple effect it can call in the cause in the world by just changing one life and everything that it changes after that. So that is so cool, like where your story began, because if that you look back, it's like just around the turn of the century, like 2001. And (laughs) I like my question is, how does a personal trainer like why were you on the web? Like, what was it? Did someone, you know, say, hey, check this out? Like how? Because honestly, those worlds, even today, a lot of the trainers that I know are still like not online, even after the pandemic, they had to, you know, you had to force them to get online. So how does 20 years ago, a personal trainer get online just for yourself in the first place? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, 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 I guess it goes back to this whole sort of thing that's part of my makeup, which is the whole entrepreneurial spirit of being able to create time freedom. Right. So there I was a personal trainer and I realized that the end of the day, I only had so many hours to work with so many people. So I started going online and I found some people that this was so far back, but they were actual coaches who would, they, they were selling systems like marketing and sales systems for how you could grow your business. And I found them online. And this was when the funny thing is, when you ordered this back then, you didn't just get a download and instant access, get this big giant notebook that shows up in the mail full of CDs, right? And not even videos, you just have to listen to CDs. I don't even know if people still have CDs. But that really got me interested because then all of a sudden, something lit the marketing bug in me because instead of focusing on how I could grow my business, I started really getting interested in how they were marketing to me on their website and how they were selling. And then I actually reached out to these guys and was like, you know what, I'm just going to call them and figure out if there's something I can do. And what I did, which was, it was one of these things where I, now that I look back at it, I'm like, I'm so glad I made that decision, but I actually just reached out to them. like, look, I have a, a background in writing and editing And what I'm starting to do, because at the time, what I sort of moved into was I was reaching out to personal trainers who had websites online. And there weren't a lot of them. You're right. You know, and if they did, it was just like a one page sort of brochure. And the writing was, you know, I'm I'm not a perfectionist in any way, shape or form and grammar, especially. Um, 
but I would watch, I would look at their websites and I would see how, you know what, they don't even have anywhere for somebody to like reach out and contact them. They don't have, you know, they're not like their wording isn't good. Their messaging isn't good. So I was reaching out to them and giving them like free audits to their website and then having them hire me to write the copy for that. So then I reached out to these guys. One of them, I think his name was Ryan Lee. I think he does something totally different now, but I can't remember the other guy that worked with him, but they were both in my mind. They were like, these are like these amazing rock stars, like out there, they're running their own business online. They're making all this money. They're helping other people. But I reached out to him. I'm like, look, is there any way I could piggyback on your services? You guys can offer like free website audits from me as a bonus to your courses that you're selling. And um, that sort of kept moving everything forward. And then eventually it it was funny because I left the personal training world and I slowly moved into the marketing world. I created another business online um, called Perfect Golf Vacations, where I just wrote content and sold golf packages because I'm in a big golf area down here in the South. But I sold golf packages all over the world, even up in Canada through this company. So I would walk out to my mailbox and there'd be this check just sitting there for like $500, $700 from a package that sold through my website. And I've just kept, it just kept steamrolling from there where I kept doing more and more things until, you know, I've pretty much done everything from SEO to building websites to doing marketing to now, you know, podcasts, everything here and there. I've sort of figured it out along the way and learned how to do it. And it brought me to where I am now. You know, Evans, you said something there that is more obvious today, but certainly was not back in the early 2000s, which was you were doing things for free uh, out of a desire to be of service. And that it's a lot more common today, like to have the, you know, you have the free thing and then you have the less expensive and then you have the big package. But you had this like almost a knowing that if you were just generous with your time, that it would turn into business. I think that's a, a step that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. Like how much do I give away for free so that I'm still able to like make money, but I'm not giving away all my time. Like I find that even myself, I struggle sometimes. I'm like, I'm doing a lot for free. Should I be doing more? Should I be doing less? Like how, or did you just kind of know that that was the way for you to attract more business? I just didn't know anything else to do Uh except for like, I want to figure this stuff out. And how am I going to approach somebody that I have no idea who they are, that's doing something that's very successful. What can I do? So that was really that's really how it started. I mean, I've even done the same thing in my um, career. I was a basketball coach for a few years because I came out of college and I actually reached back out to, you know, a coach. I volunteered my time. I coached for free. And a lot of it was because it was a little bit selfish because I wanted to be around that and I wanted to coach and I wanted to help, but it made me feel great being around these kids and seeing how they progressed and, you know, seeing their lives change too. But, um, you know, where it really clicked, I think, is if you fast forward Hmm. to probably just like three years ago, three, four years ago, when I was working with my business partner at the time on a podcast. And this is where I moved into podcasting because probably it was I was at the time I was doing really good right before podcasting. And I was a freelancer. I was a marketing strategist making good money. 
working too many hours. Um, and this, the crazy story that happened was my wife was actually working at the time too. And we had a young daughter who was probably, gosh, like three or four at the time. But my wife, you know, she was working as a general manager for a really nice restaurant here in town. So her hours were crazy getting home at like two. And she was, I mean, she's the real rock star in this whole relationship because she's getting home at like two in the morning, two 30 in the morning, getting up at the crack of dawn to be with my daughter. So I could then start working on projects. Um, so she was the one getting the lack of sleep. I was able to go to bed at a decent time and sleep, but you know, it got to the point where our relationship was suffering a little bit. And I was like, you know, I'm making good enough money now that you don't really need to do this unless you want to continue. So she decided, you know, for, I would rather be home all the time with our daughter while she's at this age, because she'd already had kids before. So she knew how special that time was. Um, I mean, all of it is, but you know, just then mm -hmm. I, I look back on it and love it too. But so literally within three days after she came home, three, I had three, really good clients at the time that were paying all our bills. And I mean, we're talking, I was making close to six figures just doing with working with these three clients. I gotten lazy, wasn't filling my pipeline mm. and I lost two of them. Immediately we dropped down to where we had no, we had enough income to basically pay the utility bills. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I was a little stressed out and I, I took a day just to sort of, feel bad, feel sorry for myself. And then I'm like, okay, I got to go out. I've always gotten clients. I'll go get one. And I know this is sort of a long journey, but here's, here's the thing that happened. I go online and, you know, all of my clients at this time were all over the world. I'd never had anybody close by Australia, different parts of the country in the U S but never close by. And I'm online and I see this post that's talking about, you know, somebody, somebody's needing somebody to help write show notes for their podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's not even, you know, that's something I would have done 10 years ago. Probably it was so the pay was so low and the skill level was low. So I just sort of blew it off. I went on, kept looking at other things and that for some reason it stuck in my mind to, it was like, there was something about it that was driving me crazy. So finally I was like, you know what? it's some easy money. I'm going to just go reach out to the person. So I reached out to the person. Turns out he lives like on the, I, I live on one side of a peninsula and Charleston is a peninsula here in the, in the South. And he lives on the other side on the, this Island. And we ended up meeting and it was an, it was amazing. It was like, he was this perfect match for me, like the perfect person. Great. He ended up being a mentor and a friend. He was very give first, serve first attitude um, it also been number one in the world for two different real estate age, real estate companies. It had sold a billion dollars with a B in real estate. In our first meeting, I'm expecting this guy to come in, you know, in his suit, all buttoned up. I look, this guy comes walking up to the table. He starts looking at me. He's like, are you Evans? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like thinking this can't be him. And he's got like this sort of faded like t-shirt on flip-flops like cargo pants a backpack and i'm like this guy is awesome <laughs> i was like i'm uh, you know and uh it, it turned out to be a great relationship but that's how i got into podcasting but what i learned from i know this has been a long a long sort of segment and i just wanted to share the way that really hit me with the whole free thing was one of the strategies that we started implementing in our business when we were together, because we were, 
we had done great. I helped him grow his podcast to over 150,000 listeners every month wow. using just organic strategies, wow. getting out there, you know, putting some things. The thing that was great was he never said, no, let's try something else. It was always like, whatever, let's just try that. Yeah. And so there was no worry if it was going to work or not. It was just like, let's just try it because I was trying things that came from my content marketing strategy days. It was totally different than what most podcasting people were doing. So we grew really well, but the revenue wasn't coming in that well. Um, in fact, it was just like here and there. And there was a point where we were going to have to make a decision because at this time I, I had become a partner in the business. I went from working with him to becoming yeah. a partner and we're like, okay, we got to make some money. And we were struggling selling. And we actually flipped things over. We decided, you know what? We're going to just start giving everything away for free and not worry about selling and just see what happens. So we created this free resource area that had, at the time I left, there were over 200 free items in it that were usable items to help real estate agents grow their business. They could just go in there, take one. And we pushed people from the podcast into that free resource area. Never once, we before we were trying to sell in the podcast. So we quit doing that. We're just like, go get this free agent success toolbox. Go get this free toolbox, free members area, free, free. It was always free, but very valuable. Right. And people started buying, I mean, people started approaching us wanting to buy. So by implementing that strategy, we built such an amazing um, tribe of people that just followed us, that were loyal. 80% of our best buyers came from people that came through that list. But the next 12 months, we went from basically $0. If you start at like a, a, a starting point from zero to half a million in sales by not selling. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. <laughs> so how crazy is that? It's like, you know, we, that's where it really hit me though. It was like, oh, you know what? Serve first. 
The podcast was all about serving, about moving people one step. First, they're a bystander, then they're a listener, then they're a lead, and then they purchase from you. But if you over-deliver and continue to give them a great experience, they continue to buy and buy, and they send other people to you to buy as well. They become a raving fan. Exactly. That's yeah, exactly, exactly it. There's a lot of such goodness in what you shared. I love it so much. And I, the thing I want to just pull out of that is that, you know, free with value. Because we're in a world now where, first of all, there's an expectation that you're going to be giving away stuff for free, right? Like that has mm-hmm. become a really big thing that, you know, everyone has a free offering. What you said, and I think this is a really good takeaway message from your story, is that it was free with value and you continue to build up this resource center. And what's interesting is like the whole membership thing is also a new stream of revenue for a lot of people, but you chose to keep the resources, this private area as still as a free offering, which is actually more rare today for sure. People are charging for that, usually a small fee, but you know, it's one of the revenue streams, but by keeping it accessible and free, there is, there is sometimes like when you really invest in working with somebody and they've given you a lot for free, like sometimes you just like want to buy their stuff, right? Because you just, you've built that relationship. You're just excited and you just, you're like, wow, this person really is amazing. Like, I wonder what would happen if I actually invested in one of their programs. And I've done that with many of my mentors as well, you know, that give them so much free stuff. And I'm like, well, what if I actually like invested a lot and, and actually went and did one of their programs. So I, I love how you shared that. And thank you for sharing the transition of how you got into podcasting. Now you and I had a great coaching session together, which was super helpful and a lot of guidance for my podcast as well. And I'm still learning, um, <laughs> because my business model is different than a lot of, cause I'm not really a coach, right? Like a lot of my coaching is done through my USANA, my network marketing business, then into a lot of private coaching, but I have so many ideas from you, but something that came out of our chat together is um, cause we were talking about how gratitude and wellness are connected because that's really what I do. Well, wellness, well-being and gratitude. And you said something that I've asked if I can use, cause it's so clever. It is that gratitude is the spark that opens the door to wellness. And this comes back to your own personal story from your own health and well-being. So you were a personal trainer for a number of years, and then you left that field so what happened from your personal well-being standpoint? Well, when I was, you know, when my daughter was born and we started working and we had these crazy hours, I, you know, before that, I still took decent care of myself, but I slowly stopped taking care of myself and I was working more. And even when I moved into working with Pat as a partner in that business, because mm-hmm. then I felt even a little bit more stressed because it was like, this is, I'm this business owner now. So 24 seven, I'm thinking I'm doing, I didn't let, give myself any time to take a break. And I found myself at one point about probably like 40 pounds heavier than I am right now. I mean, I look at some of these pictures and one time I looked at this picture where I was with Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels when I was at one of their events and I'm getting my picture with him. And when they sent out all these pictures, you had to scroll through and everybody's picture that was there. And I'm looking through and I went right past my picture because I didn't even recognize myself because I was so like bloated looking and overweight and just 
not healthy. And at the same time, too, when you talk about wellness, we both know it's not just physical. It's also mental and spiritual, too, I'd throw in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And mentally, I was short-tempered. I was not thinking well. I was angry a lot. I was full of stress. And so eventually what happened was I, when I left the working with Pat, we had so much success. The crazy thing is we were actually on, we were on a trajectory to really have a lot more success after that half a million. It went on to get more than a million, but I told him at one point, I was like, I want to go out and start sharing what I did for you and for this business with other people because I can create a bigger impact. And of course he was like, how can I help? Which was awesome. Um, But the first thing I did was I took about three months to not even worry about growing a new business or building a business. I took that time where I created a morning routine. I won't go into the whole morning routine, but part of that was gratitude, like what we were discussing. Because I had met someone, uh, her name's Carla White, who had created the Gratitude app that you can find in the Apple store. I think it's free most of the time. Sometimes she sells it for like a couple dollars, but it's, it's worth it. But I had met her in person. I'd heard her story. And that, if it wouldn't have been for that, I don't know if I would have started Gratitude practice. But because I knew the person and I, I saw what she had done and how it had changed her life, and she was just like, you got to start adding this to your morning routine. And I was like, okay. So every morning I would get up amongst other things. I'd do something physical, something mental and something spiritual. So I did some meditation. I drank water. I exercised, but I made sure every day I had a gratitude practice. And at the time it was really just getting out my phone with the app and just writing out four or five things that I was grateful for. Didn't matter what it was, you know, cause that's one thing she taught me, like, don't, don't try to like get all, you know, thinking about the perfect thing to write. Just write what comes on your mind. Like, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm grateful for this sunshine mm-hmm. on my face this morning. You know, things like that. And I kept doing it and kept doing it. And I noticed just a huge change that happened to me overall well-being. For one, I took it upon myself to get healthier. And I dropped about 30, 40 pounds along with my wife, we both did it together. So that was great because I had an accountability partner. But the thing that hit me the most, and this was something that it it was well worth it. If, if anything, if nothing else ever worked out the rest of my life, just hearing this one thing from my daughter, I came in at the time my daughter was probably, she's 10 now. So she was probably about seven-ish, maybe at the time, seven or eight. And she just out of the blue, she looks at me and she's like, you know what, daddy? there's something I really like about you. You don't yell at all anymore. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, this is, it is so worth it. No matter what I did, everything I did up to this point made that one moment worth it. Right. So, but I can tell it has totally changed my outlook on life. It's changed who I work with now is grateful. You know, I'm grateful to actually meet Michelle Abraham, who you mentioned earlier. And through her, I met you and I've met, all these other entrepreneurs who were, you know, very heart centered, giving, serve first. They really have positive messages and missions. And, and I put that in my mind. That's who I wanted to work with. And by doing that every morning, that morning practice, gratitude, meditating, it just one day I sort of found myself in the middle of it. And I sort of look around and I'm like, I'm surrounded by 
the people that I always wanted to work with. And now I'm surrounded by them. Um, so it was, it was just amazing. And it all started with nothing crazy. It wasn't like I had this a journal. I didn't have all that. I just pulled out my phone and wrote four things down every day. And then it, it changed over time to where I would actually write in a journal and write it out. And then sometimes now I actually sit when I'm meditating before I finish meditating, I sort of end with almost like a prayer where I, you know, I think about how I'm grateful for three or four things and I think about who I'm grateful for. And then I, one of the things I always do is that I always think, you know, I just ask that if all sentient beings, if like they can just experience one moment of non-suffering during that day, just one moment and become aware of that, then maybe it'll spark something in their lives where they continue to move forward like that. So it's uh it's been a game changer just starting with gratitude. And that's the, the funny thing is that's what Carla White told me when she told me her story. I was like, how can all of that, that big of a life change come from just writing down like four or five things you're grateful for. And then I look back and it's like it changed doing the same thing worked for me. It was the same formula. It was just amazing. I feel like, you know, you literally just embodied this podcast, which is the wake up with gratitude podcast, because the one thing, if I can encourage people to do one thing to start their gratitude practice is to choose to wake up with gratitude as part of their morning practice. And like you said, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's just a matter that you do it and that you do it over time again and again and again. I, I love the idea. I mean, it's funny because when I first started my gratitude practice, which was a decade ago, um, I did start writing it on actually my old tablet. I had an old <laughs> Blackberry tablet and I don't even know if you remember those, but uh, I do remember Blackberries. I don't remember the tablet. Yeah, they had a tablet. <laughs> they were one of the first non-Apple tablets and uh, I used to write my gratitude in it every night and then my tablet <clears throat> crashed and I lost it all. And so I was like, I'm going to start writing in a journal. But that's the point is I started with what I had and where did I, like, I just had that with me at the time when I was at a conference and just started writing in it. And what I love about, if you do write your gratitude somewhere, whether it's your phone or your tablet or whatever, or journal, is that you can look back on the journey and remember, first of all, remember where you started, but then I love seeing it like as a a way of viewing your life, even in the hard times of seeing the good and the things that, you know, you overcame and that gratitude practice of how, how powerful it is. Because I'm thinking that in the past three or four years, since you've been practicing this, like everything hasn't been easy. <laughs> life has, you know, <laughs> thrown you curveballs. Um, but the continuation of the gratitude practice and it is, it's one of the easiest things we can do to start on our wellness journey, right? On our, you know, it's, it's hard to start an exercise program, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to like put your shoes on and, and go for a walk. Like that is hard, but writing down a few things that we're grateful for in the grand scheme of things we can do to improve our well-being is a lot easier. So, yeah. Well, one of the things real quick, I'll add this mm -hmm. too, is that, you know, I was really, it was, I'm, I was always hard on myself or I wouldn't pat myself on the shoulder. But what you mentioned, you know, and I used to tell, it's funny because I used to tell my clients this when I was a personal trainer, when they would come in and they would be so stressed out because they didn't, they sort of went off their routine over the weekend or something, you know, and they felt so, I'm like, but hey, be, you know, I probably didn't say be grateful, but now I would, right? But back then it was like, 
give yourself some grace and give yourself some credit that you were here three days last week. That should be something to be proud of. And then it's okay if you don't, don't beat yourself up over that one thing. And I did, I found myself doing that a lot too over these past three years or so where slowly by doing the gratitude practice, slowly I shifted from thinking about, well, I didn't do this today, or I didn't get this done today to, I got this done today. I did this today, you know, so it's totally flipped the way my mindset works. And it's sort of funny because I think about basketball when I used to coach basketball, right? You coach the fundamentals you're teaching. Like I can teach anybody to shoot a free throw. I can teach anybody to shoot a jump shot by doing specific things like doing a journal, like doing a gratitude practice. But then eventually it just comes second nature where you're just out there playing basketball and you're not thinking about, okay, is my elbow in the right position? Am I doing this? It's the same thing with gratitude practice and with well-being. It's the more you do it, everything just comes natural and you get into the flow of, like you said, if something goes wrong, I, I look at it now as like, you know what? I'm, I'm grateful that that happened because I had a bad day because I need to reshift the way I approach that day because I was doing something that wasn't, you know, serving me the right way. And without gratitude practice, I would have never looked at it that way. I'd have just been like, you know, continue doing the same wrong things probably over and over. So it's, um, yeah, it's amazing the way just starting that practice. And after you do it long enough, it just becomes ingrained in your, in your wellness journey and your life journey, your business journey. And you just start seeing things differently. And, you know, you're grateful for, taking small steps where before I was always like, why didn't I get from point A to point B and one giant leap? Now it's okay to take the small steps. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. It's like, you know, sometimes if we miss the big goals, we forget all the little things that we accomplished along the way. Um, you, so you mentioned about this, you know, it becoming a habit and I love, I was actually teaching my daughter about, um, unconscious incompetence. So you don't know that you don't know conscious incompetence, whereas now you know that you don't, what you don't know, then you have conscious competence. So that's now you're, now you know that you know that a gratitude practice is important and you start doing it, but you're not very good at it. You don't remember all the time. And then you do get to the point, if you continue to unconscious competence, which is where you just do it every day, it's habitual. You don't have to think about it. Not that you're not thinking about what you're writing in your journal, but picking up the journal, picking up the pen, picking up the app, it's just second nature to you, right? I don't go to sleep without, like, I open my drawer, grab my journal, grab my pen, and write. It's like it's like the cue to go to sleep. Like, it's funny because my mm-hmm. dog sleeps with me, and um, he, because my husband doesn't go to bed till later, so the dog takes the spot, you know? And so he know it's so interesting. It's such a habit that I take the journal out, and the dog goes and, like, sleeps <laughs> on the pillow because he knows that once I'm done, like, I'm going to sleep. So that's what you were saying, like the unconscious competence, like we can create that with any habit and creating it with gratitude over time really does um, impact all aspects of our life. Uh, Evans, yeah. there's probably so much more we could talk about, but uh, in the interest of time, I want to ask you one last really important question, I think, because a lot of people are wondering right now, you know, is it too late for me to start a podcast it's a big question right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's funny. Actually, before I came on here, I actually saw 
that question. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to ask it, but I saw somebody actually asking that same question on social media. And the way I look at it is, is it's never too late um, for multiple reasons. One, because I'm a firm believer. Well, I'll start with the, the, the basic, like the out there reason. There's so many podcasts out there now, but so many people are, they start it and stop. They don't have a passion for it. They don't have that, you know, they don't have that inner fire that's burning to get their message out. They just want to do something. So even though the, it may look like there's a ton of podcasts out there, there's really not as many that are active and doing things out there. But there's also the other thing, right? If I, I'm a firm believer that none of us have any competition when we are our authentic self. So when you are your authentic self and you share what you were born to share, what you were brought here to share, that gift, even if it's just one person that hears that one message and it changes their lives, it makes it worth it. But just be your authentic self, start a podcast, and you will have absolutely no competition. The right people will find you, right? There's always that thing, like, I won't get this huge audience. You don't have to have a huge audience. I mean, there's been so many times where I've had people that just say, hey, you know, I heard this one thing you said, and I'm looking at my number. I remember when I started my first podcast and I got like 10 people listening, but I actually had a friend reach out through my wife that said, please tell Evans not to stop because I've listened to two of these episodes and they're so amazing and they've helped me with something. And I'm like, okay, see, it's just that one person. So it's never too late to start, you know, just, I think it, you will regret it more for not starting than you ever would for actually starting and maybe not having hundreds of thousands of listeners because I'm a firm believer that to change the world, it's just one person at a time. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. And that's really encouraging. Thank you so much. Um, and I love too that a podcast becomes like a recorded audio history, right? Like it just, it lives on. So even if you did only do 10 episodes, right? Or 50 or whatever, like that's still a part of your story. And it's still, like you said, it's your own voice that we're hearing and, sh and sharing. So it can also be a part of our legacy. Definitely. Evans, you have so much to offer us. So where's the best place for us to connect with you? Well, I used to send people all over the place, you know, go here, 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 and here. But now I like to tell people, you know, just go to Facebook and find me on Facebook, Evans Putman, E-V-A-N-S-P-U-T-M-A-N. There's two of us. One of them's my page. One of them's me. So <laughs> either way, you're going to get in touch. But I tell people, you know, just go on Facebook, send me a friend request, and then shoot me a message. Tell me you heard me on Julie's podcast you know, or tell me where you've heard or saw me, just shoot me that message on Facebook and we'll start a real actual conversation. Cause I think it's so much more authentic than just sending somebody to a webpage to go check something out. So I'd much rather connect. I love that. Yes. And I also will share uh, the link to our group uh, for those that are podcasters wanting oh, to start yes. a podcast or want to be guests. This is a place where you want to hang out like Evan said, the community is just so filled with positive people with great messages and such a desire to be of service. And what's cool is that it's not just all one kind of person. Like there's such a variety of people from different backgrounds, from different countries, from different, it is honestly such a great diverse community, which I really like because 
often, you know, we're surrounded by people that are really like us and being a part of this community allows me to meet people that are not like me and be introduced to new people and new ways of thinking. And so I just, I really value that group. Thank you so much. That the work you're doing is amazing. You're welcome. Yeah. It's the people in it that make it so amazing. Like you said, because it, you're, you're definitely right. I come from a world of working mostly with like business owners, people that are like, Hey, I sell coaching. Hey, I sell this product. Hey, I'd, and getting in there, there's like people in there that just come from, you know, we have people that are you know, got, well, you yourself having a gratitude podcast, mm. you know, then we have people that do have business type podcasts and we have others that do interview podcasts. We have people, I think Michelle's got a client that's in there that actually meets people over like, coffee and actually does like a real conversation together. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really cool, but there is such a nice, you will find multiple people in there to connect with no matter what your interests are and where you are in the podcasting journey. Amazing. Well, Evans, thank you again for being so generous with your time, for sharing your really wonderful stories with a lot of great lessons for us to learn. There are so many great ways that we can grow, not only with our podcasting, but with our business and our marketing from what you shared. And I just want to thank you again for being a guest today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Julie. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day. 